everyone, and welcome to Savvy Tidbits. This is Melanie, and I am podcasting to you today from Mainz, Germany. I really wanted to talk about sports. Actually, there were a bunch of things that I really wanted to talk about, but I was ready today to talk about sports because I'm someone who came from a province in Canada, from Alberta, where sports was a huge thing, and it was a huge thing that I never really understood. However, I feel that that is going to have to wait, and instead, I'm going to have to address the American election. And I know, we've, we've had enough of, it's been, it's been a long couple of weeks, it's been a long several months leading up to and now post-election, but nevertheless, I'm sorry, I do feel like I have to address this, and, and I'll talk about knitting at the end, how's that? And, okay, a lot of people say that politics doesn't really have a place on a knitting podcast, and I do somewhat agree. You're not listening to hear about politics, and to be quite honest, I don't know if all of you are listening to hear about knitting, because there is, has not been all that much knitting content of late on this knitting podcast. However, I do feel that knitting podcasts in particular reach reach a group of people with whom I wouldn't necessarily associate, just because not in my social bubble, not in my geographic bubble, not in my political bubble. So it does reach people with whom I, I wouldn't necessarily meet or discuss different things. And I feel that I would be remiss if I didn't try to explain the reaction post-election of, I suppose, the people in my liberal, artsy, New York or large city-based bubble to people who may not understand the reaction. Does that make sense? I hope so. Because this is my fifth time starting this and I... Okay. All right. Here goes. So I always said if I got hate mail, I would read it on the podcast. And, and I, I, this isn't hate mail per se, but, but I, I think this does express very well a lot of the sentiments of several of the people who voted for Donald Trump. Now, I'm not making fun of this and I'm not mentioning the spelling errors. I'm just going to read it. This was posted on a Ravelry page a week ago, and it says, There were lots of things about what Hillary wanted that were bad, but you did not see the killing babies days before they were to be born. Opening the borders and letting everyone in Canada doesn't allow that. Some of us had all we can take with Obama. Our country is more in debt now than ever before. As for dividing our country, Obama has done that too, and Hillary was going to do the same. So before you tell all of us who voted for Trump that he is like Hitler, you need to live here and see all the things going on. What upsets me the most is the people who voted for Hillary acting like fools, beating up on Trump voters. I never voted for Obama, but I respected those who did. And actually, I'm glad I got that message because I think if I can address the things in the message, I will explain exactly why the voters on the losing side are acting the way that they do. All right. It starts with, there were lots of things about what Hillary wanted that were bad, but you did not see that killing babies days before they're to be born. I assume that that somewhat convoluted sentence is the whole Hillary killing babies thing. All right. I've never had an abortion. I know a lot of people who have. And let me tell you, they did not blithely walk in to a doctor's office to use abortion as a form of birth control. It's a major decision. A lot of people who have abortions are very aware that they're ending 
at least somewhat of a life. It is not a decision to be undertaken lightly, but it is a decision that needs to be makeable to take the rights of women away. People are always going to get abortions. People always have. There are so many reasons why a woman cannot or will not be able to carry a baby to term. To say that Hillary is killing babies expresses that, you know, if you don't want a baby, just bring it to her. She'll just lop off the head and throw it in a ditch. That is not the issue. The issue is safe access to abortion and it being legal under certain very prescribed circumstances to have late-term abortions. Not days before the baby is to be born. That, that just isn't true. I can just imagine how awful it must be to know, for whatever reason, you have to choose to end a life that's growing inside you. And in certain states, if once you've made that hard decision to have to drive a day or two days, to have to listen to the baby's heartbeat, to have to have protesters screaming at you, screaming hatred at you that you're a murderer, it makes a hard decision even more heartbreaking and it damages people even more. To safeguard the right of women to choose is not killing babies. It's something that I can't believe isn't a right at this point, and that that is being questioned. And it's not being questioned, for the most part, by the women who are needing to have abortions. It's not killing babies. It's not that. It's giving women a right to their own bodies. And the fact that a woman wouldn't understand that is beyond me. <sighs> All right, issue two, opening the borders and letting everyone in. Canada doesn't allow that. I assume that's about refugees and immigration, not about everyone moving to Canada. Nobody has ever said, actually, no, Trump has said that Hillary would open the borders and let everyone in. But that isn't true. That's not true. I am very well acquainted with people who have who went overseas, who went to Amman, who went to Adana, who went to different places when Canada was accepting all these refugees from Syria. And we didn't just open the borders and let everybody in. There were background checks on every single person. There were personal interviews. People looked them up in international terror databases. That is exactly what would happen and what does happen with refugees to the United States or any immigrants, because I'm a Canadian who lives in America most of the year, and I'm very aware that there's the possibility that my movements are under scrutiny. That's just how it is. And it wouldn't be any different for refugees. And the U.S. is a country built on immigration. Very few Americans have been there for more than five or six generations. It's a country where immigrants have had a chance. It's been a safe haven. And to suddenly forget that? and do an us-versus-them attitude, us were them not that long ago. And my family is one of those families because my grandmother did immigrate through Ellis Island to New York, 
Who would have died in the Second World War if America had closed the borders? And the exact same thing is happening in Syria now. So to shut the borders and say, oh, everyone's, we can't take anyone. Everyone's a terrorist. That's just not true. It's that is a blatant lie. And and the rhetoric that the borders will just be open and everyone will rush them. That isn't how it works. That isn't how it would work. That isn't ever how it worked. That is blatantly untrue. And the fact that Trump and Trump supporters didn't understand that, I, I don't understand how they don't understand that. Next thing. You need to live here and see all the things going on. Yeah, I have for 16 years. Believe me, I have a very good idea about what's going on in the States because outsiders see things better than people who are inside. And even though I live in the States, I am outside of being an American. I am outside of the political process. I'm pretty aware of what's going on. And what upsets me the most is the people who voted for Hillary acting like fools beating up on Trump voters. All right. There have been several elections in my lifetime in the States, in Canada, and the losing side is never happy. They accept it, but they are never happy. This is the first election I have ever seen where the losing side is terrified. They're scared. They're scared their families are going to be taken away if marriage equality is repealed, and it could be. If marriage equality is repealed, people's families will no longer be legal. Children can be taken away. Houses can be taken away. Wills will be invalid. Marriages, relationships will suddenly be illegal. Until somebody actually tells you that it's wrong to love who you love and that it's illegal to live your life. People aren't upset because of the budget or certain policies. People are upset because they're legitimately scared that they're going to be beaten, that their families are going to be torn apart, that that their basic human rights are going to be taken away. And before people come back and say, oh, but that's not going to happen, look at who's being appointed to the transition team. There are white supremacists on the transition team. There are people who feel that you can cure being gay on the transition team. These are who are going to lead the new government. People are afraid that their families are going to be torn apart, that their homes are going to be taken away, that their children, if you're two gay men and you've adopted a child, if your relationship is suddenly illegal, your child could, it's a very real fear that your child could be taken away. These are basic human rights. People are terrified they're going to lose their basic human rights. And that's a lot different than just being angry and bitter because you didn't win. People are afraid. And looking at the reaction post-election, and it hasn't been that many days, people are right to be afraid. There are swastikas being painted all across the country. There are, there are people doing Nazi salutes, and the president-elect is not speaking out against this. That's a big problem. This does not bode well for the next four years. And what is terrifying is not only is all that terrifying, but as people, as people, we get used to things pretty easily. Normalcy, I, that's how we adapt. That's why people are still around. We, we adapt well to different situations. And it doesn't take much for things to become the new normal. And I think that people are very afraid that this hatred and this fear 
is already becoming the new normal. And that is why they're fighting against it. Because to not speak out, to just accept it, will allow step-by-step people's rights to potentially be taken away. In the end, this election was about more than who was running the country. It was about more than breaking the glass ceiling for a woman. It was about, yes, America needs change, but to take marginalized and potentially disenfranchised groups and make them live in fear is not the change that America needs. That is not a fair price for some of the other potentially appealing things that Trump promised. And you know, it's been two weeks since the election, and already, already the president-elect is going back on a lot of things that he said. He's... (sighs) He's already showing vast inconsistencies in things he promised, in things he said, in ways he said he'd act. Look, for me, it's easy. I can go to Canada. I'm from Canada. I can always go back to Canada. No one's building a wall there. But I see how afraid... Look, I'm in the arts. Most people I know are gay or lesbian or or bisexual or polyamorous or so many different things. And these people are afraid. And I think it's the responsibility of those people who voted for Donald Trump to reach out. Look, even if they don't, for some reason, approve of these different people, I think that you need to reach out and say, look, we'll protect you. We're not, we will fight even if we voted for Trump and we, for some reason, agree with what he has to say. We will fight so that your rights don't get taken away because it could be you next. And whatever your political leanings, don't let hatred and fear become the new normal. It's not about your political leanings. It's not about even who's best for the country. It's about not not letting your fellow Americans have their rights taken away. It's about not letting your fellow Americans live in fear. It's about recognizing political differences But at the same time, recognizing that everybody, everybody has the right to their own body. Everyone has the right to love who they love. Everyone has the right, well, to liberty, life, pursuit of happiness, all those American things. So just be vigilant and don't let hatred and fear become the new normal. And that's it, I guess. If anyone does need to come to Canada, Savvy Mom does have her yarn room. It's full of red heart. I know that would be hard for a lot of people, but um, we could put it into vacuum bags and hide it. So there's a lot of red heart. We need a lot of vacuum bags. But if ever anyone does need a place to go, there is a place to go. And if anyone ever does need their basic human rights defended... We're here, and we will do it. As much as we can, we'll do it. So, so that's that. And I didn't even get to rant about sports. <laughs>